Welcome to another episode of the Naturally Built Podcast. I'm Pablo Cortez. And I'm Annalisa Gomez. <laughs> Annalisa is here with us today. Um, finally, I know it's been a couple episodes without you. you got, got to have I thought it back. was only one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, the one and then there was the um, the school one, the one we did with the Cal Poly. Um, oh. but that, was, that wasn't even us. <laughs> that was just the school. Um, but I'm glad, to, glad you're back. Anna to join us for this one. Um, yep. Today we're talking with uh, Alfonso Cota. Uh, he runs a POC, a POC studio, out of Chula Vista, California, and uh, Tecate Baje, Baja, California. POC is a design and fabrication studio specializing in exterior architectural elements. Um, Alfonso, how are you? Good, good. Thanks, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for uh, making the time. No, um, it's it's my pleasure. Yeah, we were we were just kind of going over uh, what your uh, whether it was POC or POC. Is there a uh, a background to the to the name? Where that uh, came from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's uh, they they call Alfonso's uh, ponchos. So I didn't want to do like a PC, and so I I knew it, when I was playing around with it. Um, you know, P and then I added the O and then the C for my last name. And, uh, and I didn't know what I was going to be. I thought right, if it was going to be a studio, if it was going to be a design or uh, fabrication or uh, installation or what it was. So um, I kind of like the idea of, of just it being like an open studio. Kind of covers everything. Yeah. kind of covers everything. Like we don't, it's just like ever evolving. Uh, we, you know, we, we've done everything, at least in the landscape portion of things. I mean, I guess we can start with that, right? Can you kind of give us a little bit of background and info on, on what PLC Studio is? Yeah, we, um, like you mentioned, it's uh, an exterior architectural elements is what we really specialize in. We do come in and do uh, interior stuff, um, usually when we're on a project already, uh, or like prime contractors will uh, see one scope and that we started off with something small and the other miscellaneous fabricator that they have on, on, on the job uh, is overwhelmed or don't have the, the capacity to do change orders. So that's kind of like where we come in and, and help out with a lot of the change orders that are happening on, on the actual project. Um, so uh, that's, that's one of them. Um, so the other um, we get to work with, with uh, different, uh, we work with landscape designers, uh, landscape architects, architects, uh, and then we also get to work with uh, with contractors. So whenever we start working with uh, with a designer or a landscape architect, it's always nice because uh, they open the door to to work with at least like three or four different contractors that they start sending us work. Um, I mean, it was it wasn't it was kind of hard at the beginning. Uh, because we didn't really have a portfolio. So we were just talking about that, about um, how Instagram really helped us um, during the early days, uh, just like, you know, slide into the DMs, I guess. <laughs> With uh, I would see a contractor that had uh, that had something pretty cool that they were going on, and, and um, I would just send them a message like, hey, this is the type of work that we do. If we can, if you have anything that you need help with, you know, just send it out and I'd be happy to come and meet you or have a, you know, coffee or a beer and just talk shop. So a lot of conversations 
a lot of ideas being floating around. I've met with uh, a lot of designers and architects and landscape architects that just um, we're barely working now. We've been talking since we were like 2013 and I got my first project for them in 2019. Nice. Well, you mentioned working with some landscape architects and other designers. What's your experience been like working with them? It's different. I think it's, it's like coming into a family that every, like every company has their own, uh, their own culture and, and, uh, their own modus operandi of how they, of how they, um, of how they work. And so it's, it's interesting. Like we've been doing lunch and learns, and I think that's like one of the best ways to kind of come in and, and get a feel for the culture um, and what they um, kind of like what they stand for, what they're looking for. You start getting like random questions around like, hey, do you do, you do finishes? And hey, do you how do you do footings? Uh, so it's just like very specific or very broad. And you can kind of tell if it's more if they're more residential inclined. Uh they'll focus on like little brass details and like the little finite things that, that nobody really thinks about. Whereas in commercial, um, the details, like the construction documents are super important of how we're going to be attaching some of these things. Uh, so they're, they're asking more technical questions like, Hey, how do you build a corn and steel wall? Uh, how are the fittings look? How do you get, how are you going to bend this? What's the best, you know, cost effective way because we're going to be doing you know, 2000 linear feet of this. So, it's it's interesting you get to see people's uh emotions people's uh way of thinking their thought process so it's it's uh at a certain point you have to you you when it's getting towards the end where we need to start installing you basically tell you 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 give them a time frame you help them make a decision and you really push them to to um to finalize whatever details we need to get so I know it's kind of hard sometimes because they're already doing that with their client and they were coming on the other side trying to help mm-hmm. them even get it more detailed. So do you do you usually get that uh, level of detail from the designers as far as how that's constructed or is it more uh, broad based? Like, you know, for example, like on my end, it's usually just the look and size and shape, right? That's kind of what we work with and we kind of hand it over um, to finalize it. Is that, is that what you're seeing or are you getting more detailed stuff? We do get, it's not often that we get very, very detailed, detailed drawings. It's kind of like our, our job. Like after I get a, a drawing, like you mentioned, they'll, they'll send it. I'll, I'll get it. I'll put a price to it. If it's within the budget, then we'll do shop drawings. And, uh, and then in the shop drawings, we'll go into all those finite details. And then even when we're going into the details, we still have to send it out to a structural engineer. And that's kind of like where I start playing, like, trying to understand like the overall look, the structural engineer, and then I'm kind of like stuck in the center, so, uh, in the middle of, of everything. So they kind of leave it up to you as far as like the means and methods of how to yeah. build it. You talked a little bit about being able to see other companies' cultures when you go into like these lunch and learns and have the opportunities to work with them. Is there anything that you've picked up in particular that you've adopted as kind of a culture for POC? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't mention this at the beginning. Our company is really, really small. It's like uh, we have bandwidth just because we've been in the industry for, for quite some time. So one of the things that, that I have noticed is kind of like the communication and the level of details and like the note taking um, that, that, that comes. So when they start sending me all these questions, I, 
I've been like unconsciously almost making a list of those same questions that I see that, that are being asked throughout. And, um, so I start, I try to get as much information from the forefront and try to be prepared for, for, for some of these, um, for some of these conversations that we have. And I think that's, that's really nice about, and I think that's what I like the most about the profession that we're in. And it, it kind of relates also in architecture. Whenever I've had the chance to work with architects, they're really good listeners. And, and we really like pay attention to like, not what the client is actually saying, but like basically what they're trying to compose with, with their own interpretation. Because we have clients that know, they know what they want, and they know like little details of what they want, but they don't know how to explain it in a way that we're going to do the whole thing and make it the composition that we're trying to make it into. Um, so I think that's um, that's pretty interesting trying to you know going into that environment and and understanding that and seeing how they work, and then they explain it to us in, in greater detail, and then I still have to make it into better, into get into like a finer detail. Yeah, the whole process, right? from from the from the beginning and then you take it and, and kind of try to finalize it um <clears throat> so as, as far as uh I, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about your the business side of things right because you I, i've seen that you've been uh, looking at hiring or expanding right how's how has that been for you how's that uh growth going for you especially i mean you know we had an atypical year in 2020 right um so i'm, I'm kind of interested in how that's either affected or or I mean, it seems to be, have helped you in some way, right? Where you're now you're hiring people on to do some of the work. It's, um, I don't know how, how the rest of the, of the world took this in, but the, the little people that I've talked to in, in my network, we've, uh, I think we, we all kind of did the same, went into survival mode. Uh, and I didn't know where the next, um, where the next project was going to come from. So I started, I put on, um, uh, you know, my sales, my, my sales, uh, my salesman hat on and just started working very late, late nights, early mornings, uh, meeting as many, as, as many clients as possible, because I didn't know what was going to actually turn into a project because we didn't know what the actual, um, climate out there was, was, and what it was going to be. Because when it, when COVID first hit, um, I want to say like, we had like six or seven large jobs that kind of got cut in half um the scope just reduced and they were like immediately effective immediately we we're going to stop uh this is uh, we 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 had walkthroughs telling us exactly where we needed to be in order to just finalize and leave it there so we didn't know it was going to go on we had some some people that didn't really care they were like let's keep on working let's move uh we're not shutting down um we had other other clients that were very very cautious um, so, um, there was, it was interesting back then. So passing summer and going a little bit more into winter, a lot of the projects that I quoted back in, in, when this all hit, they, they, they moved forward. They're like, all right, we're, we've been stuck at our homes. Uh, we've been stuck at our, at our businesses, uh, the smaller businesses, not the large ones, because everybody <laughs> wasn't working at their, at their, uh, at their offices anymore. But uh, so residential started picking up pretty, pretty, pretty big. We had, um, um, that ins not that, not that we have that big of an, uh, Instagram following, but we had a lot of people interested and just like asking questions about the pergolas that that's a pretty high, 
a hot item uh, that we've been that we've been uh, quoting and designing and installing. Um, so uh, it, we just had a lot more interest in, in in how to make their their backyard feel more resort like. So I think that was uh, that was definitely something that we were that we worked on. So it I was I've been very cautious about growing too fast. It happened to me when we were first starting, where we grew to up to 12, 13 employees. Oh wow. And we had to scale back significant just because of uh, uh, life is almost the, the, your best uh, your best uh, professor teacher when it comes to stuff like that. So we noticed uh, we had a scale quality wasn't there. Um, we're kind of seeing it right now too, uh, where we grew really quick. Uh, our lead time is usually about six to seven weeks. Right now, it, it's up to ten almost 16 weeks, depending on the size of the project. Um, I've got maybe like eight, seven or eight projects that are in uh, in the pre-construction phase where it's engineering phase uh, or the permitting phase. And we have no idea when those things are gonna be done. Um, so in the meantime, we've been doing other projects and the reason we had a we, we've been reaching out to to kind of to to grow is because we have a lot of backed up work, and then we have new inquiries too that I've been focusing on 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 quoting and still being able to do lunch and learns and and provide that level of customer service to designers because sometimes, like you said, like you'll see you'll come up with the overall project, but we don't know if it's actually going to function based on all the details like footings and all that. So, um. We, I've been like nonstop on the phone, emails, uh, SketchUp, um, jumping around all these different uh, platforms and just trying to keep everything afloat. So that's where we're like, all right, it, it, it's about time. Um, you know, the projects are there. Um, we're, we're all our team is overworked right now. My father runs the production side of things. And when this first start and we didn't know if it was going to stop or not, we've been thinking about uh, opening up our fabrication shop in, in Mexico. Uh, I'm originally from Tecate. Um, I grew up there uh, right before him in high school in the States. Um, and I always had that where we wanted to open, like have a shop down there. And, and like when we, when I started focusing on metal and, and doing all that, we, it kind of just, it, it was about time. Um, material here was taking a long time to get. Um, the costs were getting out, out, outraged with all the powder coating that we were doing. So we, our, our prices kept on getting higher and higher and higher. And um, as of yet, uh, our, our scope of work is more residential. And we wanted to be able to provide a product for the media for, you know, for the middle class America and not, not so much like upper, upper middle class. So people could, could enjoy uh, some of the, the nicer things in life that, that we, that we produce. So having that, that, that fabrication uh, facility in, in Mexico would, I guess that would help you a lot as far as time frames, right? To meet those deadlines and, and kind of shorten the lead times. Yeah. So there was, um, there's a there was a good amount of um, uh, people that that were employable and, and that needed work around that time, so it just 
it just kind of worked out where we came in. Some companies were kind of slow because nobody was sending production into Mexico. Um, so we kind of came in, filled that void, uh, kept a lot of people busy uh, when, when we were working. Um, so, but that always brings different, different challenges. Like now we have to focus on quality control. Now we have to focus on, on, uh, making sure we have all our documents, all our shop drawings are going out on time without, we're not holding anybody back. So therefore that's why we, you know, the, the trying to get somebody that can help us out organizing that at our, basically what we were looking for a, um, a office coordinator and a design and a design coordinator um, to help with, with like the day-to-day shop drawing thing. So we can continue to grow the, grow the, the business and really grow that part of the, uh, the business in Mexico for fabrication. And, and now we need, we're new. We've been trying to expand the installation side of things as well, where we're still maintaining our timelines and our, um, um, and our quality more than anything. So whenever there's these big changes, that's, you, you can tell uh, something starts slipping in, in the cracks and that's what you want to focus on. So I know you mentioned the uptick in pergolas for kind of residential. Do you have any, like, besides that as a typical request, do you have anything that's you've gotten that's been pretty atypical for you guys? Eight. I guess like in it, being atypical would be we've done a few restaurants coming in uh, to, to do uh, like, uh, I mean, nothing like too crazy, but like pivot windows and what, I mean, I'm a, I went, I, I went to school for landscape architecture, not, not mechanical or, or, or industrial yeah. design. So it, it's always interesting to, to bring my take into like, how is this going to function? I'm more of like the overall aesthetic and feel of how it's going to make you feel when you open it and what it's going to provide when, when you're actually there and what the atmosphere looks like. So um, I think like um, offbeat stuff like that um, finishes with patina uh, that, you know, usually those don't really mix well in the, in exteriors uh, unless you let it do it by itself. Yeah. Uh, But nothing too, too crazy. Um, we installed a pretty, I guess, an atypical uh, structure for stirred designs. I, I believe they're out of Canada and uh, in Santa Ana. Um, and that, that one was pretty cool. Like the, the actual design of it was, um, uh, they hired us just for the install. I, was, uh, I wasn't too interested in just doing the install just because we didn't do the fabrication. Uh, but after giving it a little bit of thought, I was like, no, that's the perfect opportunity to see how other, other companies, uh, you know, how other companies work. And so we went ahead and, and did the installation and, um, I can't remember the, the name of the, of the project, but they're, they're, they just finished it last year. And, uh, it's in, it's in the middle of, um, of the buildings. I'm not too familiar with Santa Ana, uh, but it was, uh, one of the newer developments that, that they, that they built. So, uh, we, that was an, also another opportunity to, we, we, we get to work with other trades, with electricians, with concrete contractors, with uh, carpenters. Um, it's basically, it's some tile guys. Um, so whenever, whenever you get 
you start working together first, we, we could take the stance of being like, no, we don't, we don't do that. We just do this. This is what we focus on. We won't. Uh, and then, you know, we, we don't like leaving other trades hanging because you never know when, when that other trade is going to recommend you to do something too. So as being a typical, like we end up running all the electric electrical alongside with the electrical, uh, with the electrical contractors, um, running all their wires to do, to do the lighting. And then we, we end up like learning how to do some of the, like the low voltage, some of those went 20 or like heaters and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I think it's like as being atypical, I think it evolves, uh, once we're there and then that's when we get in, in, we get in a, a very awkward <laughs> request to do something for them at the very end. But I mean, it helps you guys out a little bit, right? You get to learn a little more about, yeah, it's well. Every time, every time we do something that we don't know, we we end up growing. It's a pain in the butt, but we we learn we learn it, and we either make the decisions like we never do this again, or and it, it usually turns into because my my dad's. I mean, I guess I'm I'm like my dad in that sense, where we both look at it and we can't believe like how we came out of that one alive, and we're like, all right, do we really want to do that again, or do we want to? Or do we want to like try to perfect it and then make, and then we make note of all the things that we, that we've done. And then we realize like not two people have done it. So it's always nice to be one of those guys that yeah. have done something like that. Cause that, that would be cool, right? If you offer, if you were able to say, Hey, look, we can put this in, but we can also do, take care of the lighting, the electrical, you know, any, right. You know, like say, this is a whole package for the most part. That's, that's what we do actually. So, um, I sell the, I, when, just talk about like residential pergolas and that's roughly, well, that's an idea of like where we want to go eventually is, um, is kind of like a little bit more towards manufacturing. I really like, um, uh, the idea of a, of a, fur, of a site furnishing company and like focusing on that and then slowly turning into that. And so any, anytime we have, to, we have an opportunity to like install somebody else's product. I think that's a really good, like. R&D moment for us, but we do offer as of now a complete package. Like if, uh, let's say for instance, you guys spec a, a pergola and, um, and you contact us, we would go ahead and provide you a number for, for the, for the overall concept, because usually there's still some stuff that we have to go and, and detail ourselves in order to make sure that we get all the specs, all the right spacing. Uh, we at least spend around like 10 to 15 hours before we even go ahead and touch um we send it to a structural engineer and that's like at the very beginning so uh between like the site visits and 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 understanding what the client wants all the phone conversations uh we go ahead and provide a, a, a concept phase we get grab the concept we detail it out and then we send it out to the structural engineer with the details that we like having on them so we have two two or two structural engineers that we really that we mostly send all our stuff to and they know some of the details that we have, like how we attach Ipe two by sixes, for instance, to to the uh, to the rafters, and he knows already. So he already has that, and he just copy paste to to do stuff like that. So we we go ahead and and offer a complete package of design, uh, fabrication, installation. You uh, so you just to go back a little bit. You graduated from landscape architecture. Yeah. Twenty. What year? 20. What did? You, what year was it? Uh, to the uh, 2012. 2012. Okay, and then and you're you were already doing 
the the fabrication stuff? When I graduated, there wasn't that many that that that, that much work. Uh, in in at least I couldn't get anything. I mean, I I remember applying for everything that I would see, and just nothing was turning into that. I was like, all right, I I had a I I grew up working with my dad, just like your typical. Uh, it's very typical, at least in, in Tecate, to come and, and work Saturdays with your with your with your dad. So we would see when we were crossing the border, we would see um, I would see friends or, or people that we knew uh, in their trucks with their dads, or, and we would go and, and work for a half a day or a little bit more than than that. And um, my my father installed uh, manufactured homes and and modular homes, which was pretty cool because he would do his own thing. And then I wanted to make sure I was earning my own wage and I would go ahead and, and do my own thing. So, um, it gave, it gave me a good opportunity to understand how to level things, how to do production, how to uh, quote material, how to understand all that portion. So after that, he went to install modular homes in private property. So we would crane, so we would build foundations, dig foundations, uh, build uh, the block wall foundations all in house. And then we would crane these, uh, these pieces onto each other. So it was like pretty cool just like being kid, being a kid and seeing like these big pieces of machinery being pushed around. But that came crashing down in 2008 and I was enrolled in our, um, I live in Chula Vista right now. So Cuyamaca College has a landscape design program. And uh, I was walking by and I was always into art, a little bit more on the graffiti side of things. Uh, and I remember like walking by and, and looking at that, at the landscape design class, like the, the first one one of the semesters and I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I was pretty bummed because we had to like close shop. My dad went in, in uh, to work at a body shop painting cars again, which was, that was his original profession before he got into construction. So I was like pretty bummed, like didn't really know like where I was going to go, but I knew I still wanted to do something within construction because I really enjoyed it and especially outside. So my idea was going to be a developer, purchase modular homes and then plop them in. And I would do all the landscape. And I went to, to, that pro, to that program and I knew I wanted a bachelor's. So I started looking into schools and Cal Poly came up and um, I had an aunt that lived there uh, pretty close in Fullerton. Uh, I still, I raced, uh, I was racing professionally quads uh, out down in the desert uh, back then. So I was still pretty close. And I thought I was going to be able to race and, and work and, and go to school. And I, I quickly realized, like, the amount of time you have to put into uh, uh, landscape architecture. I don't know if um, you guys remember. Do you, uh, probably you went to Cal Poly, right? Yeah, we yeah, both did. Both yeah, uh, and uh, you guys remember Chris Aganian? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so I remember Chris just, like, drilling it into us. I was like, if you guys think you're going to have a life, <laughs> you guys are thinking wrong. So I saw that, and uh, I hate losing, so... Uh, I remember I didn't know how to use InDesign, Illustrator, nothing. So I kind of came in and I really liked it. Like I realized quickly it wasn't landscape design after I enrolled. And I was doing research and I kept on seeing like, okay, developments, you know, a little bit of parks. Uh, so when I went into the, into the program and saw what he was doing, I, I just saw like kind of like the, the graffiti aspect of, of what I've been doing till then, like drawing figures and, and shapes and, and, and all these different things and letters and, and then saw what we were doing in land. And, and I really liked the, 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 how everything kind of complemented each other. So when I graduated, I knew I was gonna, I was going to, um, 
I wanted to work in, in the profession, but I just couldn't find anything. I was like, all right, I'll go back to being a laborer. Couldn't be even, uh, I couldn't get a, get a job being a laborer. And I ended up uh, uh, working at a safe manufacturing company. That's, they welded, I mean, they're obviously welding safes and different types of metal. And my, I was going there for only six months while I worked on my, uh, my portfolio. And when I got there, um, I helped them uh, move facilities and they had to install. So like my experience from like uh, operating a, a, an excavator and cutting concrete and doing rebar uh, kind of came out, you know, that I was able to use it there. And then being a, a little organized, uh, they ended up giving me the entire project of moving them over. And it took us around like four or five months to get the, the new place ready. And after that, they offered me a job and, you know, it started paying the bills. I could race a little bit again. But at the same time, I was always thinking like, I, this isn't what I went to school for. I, 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 I didn't. I wouldn't sleep for three days straight sometimes uh, to be in order to meet my deadlines uh, where I was like, I just have to, I have to find, I have to merge uh, everything that I, that I've gone through in order to, to do something like this. So um, I started doing a little bit of uh, design build. My now uh, uh, in-laws uh, gave me my first project and it was, it was, it, it was pretty cool. They, they, they kind of, told me what they wanted. They wanted a little fence that, that gave them privacy. And I ended up putting like LED lighting into it, uh, purchased wood from like Missouri or something like that. And it ended up being a pretty cool project, but I knew nothing about soldering. It, it, I made that project so complicated that I kind of learned not to do it that, that way ever again. Yeah. So that was kind of like the experiences that I had. And Instagram started getting pretty cool. It started, uh, you know, kind of building up steam and I would see other people posting uh, their projects. So I started kind of doing it too. And with the, with the help of my wife, she, she was the one, like I knew I was, I wasn't completely happy where I was. And it's not that I wasn't happy, but I, I just wasn't content and I really wanted to make a change. So I ended up like just putting the word out there that I was doing land, uh, landscape, um, construction projects, design, build. And I would get like little fire pits here and there and do like little metal details. That's kind of like how it evolved uh, from from landscape. For me, working at a manufacturing plant, then uh, doing a little bit of constru uh, landscape construction and uh, other contractors started seeing like those little details and just asking me a, a little question here or there. So I figured if two people were, were interested, uh, I would start sending, uh, you know, DMs. And, and that's kind of like how how it kind of like slowly evolved. And, and um, so a few years after that, I ended up bringing my dad to work with me. He's been super important uh, in, in this entire process. I mean, if it wasn't for my wife and, and my and my father in this, uh, in this whole project, I, I, I mean, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here talking right now. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like, you know, pretty much everything in your life set you up for, for this, you know, which is, which is usually the stuff that ends up being really successful is things that kind of naturally and organically evolve. Yeah. I always think about like, uh, I remember Andy having us, uh, read, read that Joseph Campbell book and, and, uh, Andy, Andy Wilcox. Yeah. Andy Wilcox, yeah. And it was like the hero's journey. And I was like, man, I mean, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Right. Let's, let's try to figure out what our, what our purpose is and really understand and not, not limit ourselves, not put like, uh, I like set, set goals. And if you don't meet it, I found that it's fine as long as you try your best to get there. And yeah. sometimes like it's going to take another route and then it's, sometimes it's even better. Uh, 
So it's like seeing those blessings on, under 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 disguise, right? Yeah. Do you do you plan on getting Puck Studio back to that 12, 13 person team, or are you? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think we're almost there. I don't keep track of that anymore, but uh, we we have uh we have uh five to six people down in Mexico right now that work. We started giving them work like subcontracting work, um, and then we brought them on board, and then uh, they they've been working for us nonstop. Uh, we've been working for Mondays, Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. 10 to 12 hour days. Um, so that's been growing down there. And I've got, um, we have four people installing on this side, four to five people. And then uh, we just hired that one. Per- so I think, yeah, I think we're almost back up, back up, uh, nice. you know, back up up there. Um, so, but yeah, like I, I, I don't, um, I see it as teams now, like a, hey, that's, that's the team that's going to handle this store and this is a team that's going to install it and this is a team that's going to design it and i'm i'm basically just i'm trying to phase myself out of the day-to-day and and just make sure that we keep up and, and focus more on on um on the details on and the you bringing clients right bringing clients and and keeping them happy so the, the ringleader bring them into the circuit yeah yeah manage. exactly <laughs> yeah we i've been very fortunate to work for for family businesses uh, and, and see how they operate and, and see the dynamic of what it is to work within a family. And I've gotten pretty close to them, to, to both families. After say, the Safe Manufacturing Company, that was a company uh, family-owned. And then I went to work for a couple of years um, at, another, at another company uh, that does landscape maintenance. And uh, the, I, I don't even know how I got that job, honestly. I, well, I do know. It was because of uh, Renee Brown. She, she also went to Cal Poly. She she started off as an account manager there, and then uh, was in charge of uh, of uh, bringing in new clients and and new, new developing new new uh, new business. And uh, I ended up getting a a job there in charge of supervising all the supervisors. And I was like twenty five years old, didn't know anything <laughs> about irrigation except for what I learned from KG's class. So it was <laughs> it was interesting, man. It was definitely interesting. I know you were talking about site furnishings and kind of the future that you hope there. Is there like a crazy idea for a prototype that you have swirling around in your brain? Or, you know, is there something that you really want to see like in everyone's home that maybe isn't there already? I, I don't know if you've guys seen uh, this this company called LumaCast, uh, their product yet. They do cast, uh, cast uh, what is it, cast cast concrete fire pits and they do a really good job. So it's like something that's becoming a staple, at least here in San Diego. And uh, so it's like, I know our, our, the pergola line that we want to develop uh, is, is almost there. And we have all the components. We've been doing a lot of prototyping actually. Um, they're going to be made out of aluminum. We've created plates with stainless steel inserts uh, for, for, for longevity. Um, and we've been playing around with like making sure that these things last a long time, like really to next to the ocean. And so every time we do a project, um, unconsciously, I found myself doing this where um, I first offer a custom and then we have a something that we've almost like a, a, are pushing our line slowly. And uh, I'll often try to like steer maybe the client 
to maybe purchase something like this and let, let, give them a little bit of a discount to let us, uh, you know, use them as a guinea pig. And they end up being happy because this is a lot what they're seeing. We, we'll install eBay, eBay slats on them or um, Roman shade with either like a umbrella fabric or something similar. Um, every time we do a, fa uh, a Roman shade, for instance, we develop a different way of how we attach them because we have a person that sews all that for us. Um, down in Ensenada, one of one of my friend, one of my good friends' uh, moms, um, she she does an excellent job with stuff like that. She has a team down there of, of industrial sewing, so she we took it down to her. We use nothing but like marine grade uh, products. So that's something that I think a lot of people would benefit, especially here in California, that we just get beat by the sun, but at the same time you benefit from opening it up. You want to be out there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call you soon and send you some drawings for our backyard that we have planned. We need one of yeah, those. Yeah, let us know for the kids area. Yeah, yeah. let us know, man. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I mean I think this is a good time to uh, start to kind of wrap up our conversation. Um, uh, Alfonso, is there? You mentioned you're still working on the website, right? Yeah. Um, where can people reach you? Is it through mainly through Instagram? Mainly through Instagram, or they can reach us uh, at hello at poxstudio.co. Uh, co, not .com. I've been having that. I already purchased the website. We just haven't we haven't uh, transferred everything over to .com. Um, our website should be up pretty soon. We're just waiting on photography, which. I mean, I think when we've when we've worked on it so so long, we we're, we've become so. Uh, yeah, you want to make sure you capture it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, that's that's the hardest part, but uh, it should be up pretty soon. Hey Anna, what what was that? Did you have a specific project in mind that you'd wanted to uh, reach out to Pox Studio for? Yeah, um, I actually have a residential client right now that's been looking at porch options um, and hasn't been very successful getting a contractor together. So I'm thinking maybe something more on the metal versus wood side. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all us right there. We, we, yep. from, uh, from, from design to, 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 to use, that's what we'll, I mean, we'll even help you guys use it for the first time. We'll bring some beers over, some meat. Yeah. <laughs> have a carne they would, they would love that. So. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Um, <laughs> Cool, Alfonso. Well, thanks again for uh, for taking the time and uh, hanging out with us. No, thank um, you guys for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch, man. Um, you know, no, we, we'll we, we have we have a pretty good conversation mainly on Instagram, but yeah, yeah, uh, I know, right? That's still that's still the way we operate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you guys, and and uh, I just want to say I really appreciate this. I've I've listened to a bunch of the of the of the shows that you guys had, and and I think this is super important to. To kind of, I, I mean, I know when I was starting the program, I don't know if I would have, if I would have listened to everything, if I was still going to school for it, but uh, I think it's super important for, for people to kind of see what other people are doing too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing where everyone's paths kind of lead out of the same, you know, degree and the same education. Everyone has such a varied path. And I think it's, it's amazing how um, varied the, the discipline is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's it. they they prepare us pretty well for something like this, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank All you right. guys. Thank yeah, you. For we'll talk. Have a good weekend, man. We'll talk soon. Yeah. You too. All right. Bye. 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 I'd like to thank our guest Alfonso Cota with POC Studios. You can find more of his work on his Instagram account, which is linked in the uh, show notes. And thank you for listening. Go out and build something. <laughs>